Well, good Sunday evening. I want to welcome you to our Front Range Online. This is a wonderful ministry of Front Range Baptist Church that is able to allow us to gather with our families and friends and perhaps our adult Bible fellowships or small groups or whoever you're with tonight, maybe some friends or neighbors, and be able to take some time and open God's Word and be encouraged and be refreshed and be equipped for what God has for us this coming week. It also is an opportunity for us throughout our community, throughout this region, and literally in parts around the world for people to hear the word of God from this place. And we're honored and thankful that we have this opportunity and that you're with us tonight. I want you to take your Bible and open to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Our theme for the year for our church has been courageous. All year long, we have been thinking about the courage. We've been preaching about the courageous church and especially what we see through the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts and how taking the gospel to regions beyond has been a great feat of courage. And we've also been through many other characters of the Bible. Mainly, I've stayed in the Old Testament with such people as Abel, Caleb, Joshua, We've talked about Abigail. We've talked about Jeremiah last week. And we, there are so many wonderful pictures of courage that God paints for us in the scripture that helps us understand what it means to be of good courage. You know, there are people who do a lot of courageous and brave things. And, and we, we marvel at those feats of courage. But listen, courage for what is right and courage for God and for good is the kind of courage that we need today. And so God is calling us to be courageous Christians. And this is a time in, in human history where it is necessary for God's people to be of good courage. And we need to encourage ourselves in the Lord, encourage ourselves from the word of God and find that courage living out in living color in each of our lives. Today, we're gonna be with a familiar character We've talked about him already, but we're going to look at a few things today that I think are going to be absolutely important for all of us as we come to the Word of God in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 22. Um, the Bible says, By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Now, that's important. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Then he says, by faith, Moses, when he was born. Now, this is uh, such a good while after Joseph. I mean, you're talking Israel was in Egypt for 400 years before God led them out. So um, from the time of Joseph's death until Moses was born, remember Moses was 80 years old when he led the people of, of Israel out, and they were in captivity for those 400 years there in Egypt. Now, remember, this is... Uh, this is Moses at that time. All this time has passed, and now God's going to show us Moses was born. He was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Thank God. We've talked about uh, Jochebed and uh, Amram before, and the fact that they had this baby in the face of the king's commandment. They were not afraid of the king's commandment. But by faith, Moses chose when he was come to years, uh, I'm sorry, but by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God 
than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, and the Egyptians essayed to do were drowned. This is amazing the life of Moses. Here Moses is born into this time when there was a Pharaoh who forgot Joseph and they were under heavy taskmasters. Israel had become enslaved in the land. And now the king commanded that all of the male children of Israel be be killed. And when Jochebed has this baby, she already has a son named Aaron. She already has a daughter named Miriam. But now she has a, a baby. And listen, she could have said, Amran and Jochebed could have said, we already have children. We don't need any more. But they had this baby by faith, not afraid of the king's commandment. They had this baby and they hid him those three months. And then you know the story how Pharaoh's daughter had pity on this little baby. And Miriam stood by and went and got the mother to come and nurse the baby. And Jochebed was able to nurse him until he was weaned. And then he went into the home of Pharaoh. And there Moses was raised in Pharaoh's palace with all of the pleasures and treasures of Egypt at his disposal. And the Bible gives us a glimpse into this young man's life when the Bible says that Moses made by faith a definitive choice and he chose. I want to say tonight, this is Moses, our picture of courage. He had the courage to choose. And I want to tell you, the day is here when there is no more gray area. For a long time in American culture, you could kind of blend in as a cultural Christian. You could kind of blend in as a person who attended church on the weekend and lived your life, went about your life, and just lived a basic moral life and went about your business, earned your money, uh, raised your family, had some pleasures, had your things that you, uh, that, you, that, you, uh, that you could do as a hobby, and you could just go along life, kind of just enjoying life in these United States. But I wanna tell you, those days of being able to just kind of float, those days are gone. This is a day of choosing between right and wrong, good and evil, light and dark. These are the days, and Moses faced these days. And let me, let me show you what Moses saw in this. Uh, first of all, Moses chose the thing that was imperishable. Would you mark that down somewhere in your, in your notes or in your mind? Put that down deep. Moses chose what was imperishable. He chose what was imperishable. Notice what the Bible says. It says that he chose rather, in verse number 25, he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Now he chose that which was imperishable. He knew that one day the treasures of Egypt would, would fail. They would rust. They would be covered in the sands of time. 
Thousands of years later, archaeologists would be going and digging in the sands of Egypt and uncovering these treasures. Listen, those treasures would one day be swept away and the bones of those who held those treasures in the hand would be mummified in coffins and they would have faced eternity. But Moses saw how the treasures of this world perish, the wealth of this world fades, moth and rust doth corrupt, thieves break through and steal. But he knew that there was something far greater than that, and that was the imperishable treasures of Christ. And Moses chose that which would last eternally. Can I tell you, we need to be choosing today to live for things eternal, not things temporal. Things of this earth will fade away. Only what's done for Christ. I remember a poem that I memorized many years ago uh, that, that, simply, that simply says uh, about our lives that our life is fleeting and life will soon be past. Only what's done for Christ will last. Can I tell you that life is moving quickly and it will soon fade away? but only those things that are done for the Lord Jesus Christ will last. And Moses knew that and he chose that. He chose that which was imperishable. And then not only did he choose what was imperishable, but Moses chose that because Moses saw the invisible. He saw the invisible. Watch this. The Bible says that he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured seeing him who is invisible. How do you see him that is invisible? He saw him with the eyes of faith. Moses looked beyond the senses of this world and he saw beyond this that there was an eternal invisible God that was the ruler of all and Moses saw him and he saw the impressiveness of Pharaoh. He looked at all of Pharaoh and his grand outfits and his treasures and his power. And he saw the realm and the domain that Pharaoh ruled over. He saw all of the, the, the riches and the glory that came into Egypt through the Pharaoh. But he saw that all as temporal. But he saw beyond that to the power behind that throne, the invisible God. And Moses saw that invisible God and his glory and his power. And Moses, Moses made the choice because of what Moses saw. He chose what was imperishable because he saw him who is invisible. And may I tell you that all the things that are seen are made by him who is not seen. All the things that we, that we can see and feel and touch are all here because of him who is invisible. And we serve this great invisible God. The world cannot see him, so the world doesn't know him. But we see him through the eyes of faith and Moses had a clear vision of God. And what did that do? Watch this. When Moses saw him who was invisible, Moses chose that which was imperishable. Now watch this. And Moses did the impossible. He did the impossible. Notice what the Bible says in verse number in verse number 25. He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He esteemed the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Verse number 27, he forsook by faith Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured seeing him who is invisible. Now watch this. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he destroyed, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. 
By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land when the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. Notice what Pharaoh did. I'm going to give or what Moses did. When he saw the invisible, he chose the imperishable and he accomplished the impossible. What a feat of courage. Let me give you a couple things that he did that were the impossible. First of all, he refused. By faith, he refused. What did he refuse? He refused the position, he refused the pleasure, and he refused the prosperity that was in Egypt. Now, what does that mean? Let's break that down, the position. Listen, Moses could have simply said, you know, God has chosen me to be a deliverer of his people. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just wait my turn until I ascend to the throne and I will be the Pharaoh. I'm his son. I will at one time, because he has a daughter and now the daughter has a son, one day I will be the rightful Pharaoh. And when I become Pharaoh, I'll make a decree to let the people go. And I'll be the great deliverer of the Israelites. And yet I will also be able to enjoy all of the power and the prestige and the treasures of being Pharaoh. Moses could have rationalized that, and so often we do. We rationalize with sin, we justify. I can still serve God and keep what I want. Can I tell you that Moses refused? He refused the position of being Pharaoh. Now, what was that? That was the temptation of our enemy today, the world. The world wants to offer us positions. The world wants us to become somebody. And he refused the world. He overcame the world by refusing that position. He overcame the pleasures of Egypt. Egypt offered him every physical pleasure through its food, through its dainties, through its sexual uh, immorality. Moses could have had anything he wanted to please his flesh, and yet he overcame the flesh. He overcame the world, he overcame the flesh, and then it offered him all the prosperity, the treasures and wealth of Egypt, And can I tell you, this was what the devil tempted Jesus with. He took Jesus on the high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, all of this is yours if you fall down and worship me. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, get thee behind me. No, as it is written, thou shalt serve uh, the Lord God and him only shalt thou serve. And so in doing this refusal, Moses overcame the world. Moses overcame the flesh and Moses overcame the devil, all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. It's all of this world that is not of God. And Moses refused it. Oh, may God give us the courage to look at what the world affords us today, the cheapness of sin, the pleasures of sin that are but for a moment and refuse that for those greater riches of eternity. And that's what Moses had the courage to do. He refused. This is the impossible. He refused. He did it through the power of God. Number two, I want you to see that by faith, he was able to take the reproach. He, he also not only refused, but he took the reproach. You know, so little reproach is felt today as a Christian, and it's, it's, it's coming. The more you stand for Christ, the more reproach you're going to feel from the world. But I believe there's been so little reproach because there's been so little faith. The more you live for Christ, the more reproach you'll face from the world. The Bible tells us that we go out with Jesus outside the camp bearing his reproach. 
Paul understood the reproach of Christ. Paul was shamed because he followed Christ. He was outcast because he followed Christ. His own countrymen refused him. Many of the Gentiles mocked him. When he got to Athens, they scoffed him. Paul dealt with the reproach of following Christ. And Paul wrote, yea, and all who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There's a reproach to be following with, to follow Christ. Uh, uh, he, he, Moses realized that he could not have Christ and Egypt too. He couldn't have uh, everything that Egypt afforded him and he couldn't have all that Christ offered him. He couldn't have the throne and he couldn't have Christ reign as, as well. You can't reign in Egypt and let Christ reign in you. You can't be somebody in this world and Christ be everything to you. Listen, that's why the Bible says we forsake the world. We come out from this world system. We separate ourselves unto Christ. You cannot be ruled by this world and ruled by Christ. No man can serve two masters. And I want to tell you, the world offers pleasures not to just be enjoyed. The world offers you pleasures so it can be enthroned. The world wants to reign in you. And it's either the world, the flesh, and the devil, or it's Christ. Who's going to be Lord? If Christ is Lord, then you have to walk away from what this world offers you, the cheapness and the pleasures of this world, and to live open for Christ. You know, listen, many Christians balk at that because they know if I do that, if I sell out for Christ, uh, I'm going to lose some friends. I may lose some relationships. I may have to give up some things that I want in this world. And that's exactly the choice that Moses had to make. And he made it. Um, he couldn't have the gods of Egypt and Christ as his Lord. There was no way that Moses could just sit back and allow Egypt to be Egypt and enjoy all of that and let Christ be Lord. And so he bore the reproach of faith. He went from being Pharaoh's son to being Pharaoh's challenger. And Moses identified himself with this slave class of people. He went from royalty to being a slave. And Moses bore that reproach for Christ willingly. Then I want to say the third thing is that Moses saw the reward of faith. When Moses chose the impossible... God will let him do the impossible. <laughs> this slave nation under a shepherd's leadership, Moses the shepherd, under this shepherd's leadership with a shepherd's rod, Moses brought the whole power of Egypt down. He overthrew that throne. He overthrew Pharaoh. And God rewarded Moses greatly. Watch this. Uh, notice this. He faced Pharaoh unafraid. Watch what he says. By verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Oh, how angry Pharaoh must have been. We took you in. We made you our son. We gave you everything. We educated you. Everything you are today, Moses, we afforded you. And Moses turned his back on all that was Pharaoh's and all that was Egypt's, and he went with God, and he faced Pharaoh, came back into that throne, that throne room and faced Pharaoh unafraid. He had this wonderful courage to look Pharaoh and all of his power and all of his sorcerers and all of his armies. And Moses walked in with a shepherd's staff backed by a bunch of slave people. And he came in that throne room 
And Moses stood with undaunting courage. And what did God do? God rewarded him greatly. God rewarded him all through those plagues. Every time Moses threw his rod down, he became a serpent. Pharaoh's sorcerers threw their rods down. They became serpents. Then Moses went around and gobbled them all up. And there he took his back and he became a staff. He still had all their staffs in his staff. And Moses walked out victorious. Over and over again, God rewarded him. God rewarded him. God rewarded him. Uh, he endured under the burden of leading Israel. God gave him great courage. God gave him great courage to overcome Egypt. But watch, he had to go through that Red Sea. He had to endure the murmuring of the people and their doubts and their fears. And God opened that mighty Red Sea and they walked through on dry land. He came on the other side into the wilderness and there he endured the murmurings of the people and he went to Mara and God turned the water sweet. God brought sweet manna down from heaven. God even gave them quail at one point. God gave them water from the rock. God gave them so many things, impossible things, impossible things. Moses saw God do the impossible. Over and over again, God rewarded Moses greatly for his faith. Moses saw the fall of Egypt. He saw the formation of Israel and then he got to go up on Mount Nebo, cast his eyes over into Canaan and be able to get a glimpse of that land of fruitfulness. Oh, can I tell you, Moses saw God do impossible things. Why? Because Moses chose. He had the courage to choose. Can I tell you that when you have the courage to choose like Moses did. Let me tell you what it's gonna do. First thing it's gonna do, the faith that Moses exercised, the courage that he exercised did three things. It brought him out. It brought him out of Egypt. Faith will always call you out. Remember when God called Adam out from behind the bush. Remember when God called Abraham out from behind the Ur of Chaldees and out into that place of, um, of following him. Remember God called Noah out of that generation to build the ark. Faith, God will call us out. And then that faith, God will take us through. God took Moses through the wilderness. God took Moses through the trials and temptations. He took him through the battle with Pharaoh. But God will always call us out so that he can take us through. Why? So that one day he can bring us in. And all the day that God attended Moses' funeral, and God brought Moses in to his presence. Can I tell you, church, living for Jesus Christ, you'll give up nothing. Everything you lay down, God will give you more richly. He will call you out to take you through, to bring you in to a place of promise, a place of wonder, a place of conquering, a place of glory. And God did that for Moses and God will do that for you. So what do we, what do we learn today? We learned that Moses had the courage to choose. Well, why did, what gave him that courage? Moses chose with that courage that which was imperishable because he had his eyes on him who was invisible. And through that faith, God led him out to do great things that were impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You know, this is the courage we need today. We're facing some impossible things. We're wondering, many of us are even wondering, is there any hope for this world today? Well, can I tell you the only hope is through Christ and for some people who get a hold of a life of faith and have the courage to choose like Moses did. I pray that God will use that in your life. 
Father, thank you for our time. I thank you for our people. I thank you for what you're doing in our midst. I pray that you'll bless your church tonight. I pray that you'll use this message to increase our faith. Oh God, give us courage, give us faith, give us strength for the battle. And I pray that we'll see impossible things accomplished by your mighty power as we make the choice to follow you and live by faith. God, use us in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, church.